Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Great Longboat Podcast. I am Igor, your host, moderator, and only permanent member of the band Longboat. Why very special? Well, I am bringing you two tunes today, and they're a bit unusual. The first one is Somewhere in Antwerp, part one from 2012's Instant Classics. The second, After Action Report from 2018's Seven Hills, The Paris Raid. Now, these are actually, these two songs are about the same event, and I'll get to that a little later. But first, let's ask ourselves one big question. What's the point of songwriting? What's the point of making music? Besides, say, the obvious, I want to be famous and rich. That happens to so few people and a lot of the people that it does happen to are not deserving of it or you know it's like was was Phil Spector Phil Spector deserved it but what did he do with it after he got his fame and fortune uh, yeah yeah he kind of lived in this in this shadowy nether world uh where he was often revered but also his presence was dreaded by just about all and i mean there's a there is a there are uh, uh interviews sorry that's the word interviews with the ramones when they were making end of the century with him and it just sounds nightmarish he would uh, they'd be relaxing and he'd come in with a shotgun telling them to that either they start playing or he's gonna shoot him yeah, I know it's motivation, and I know some musicians are a little bit hard to handle, but really, the Ramones, come on, Phil. Well, you know, he's in prison now, and, and that's, that's too bad. Anyhow, back to the operative question. What is the point of songwriting? Um, and I, you know, I actually have an outline for this episode, and I have as number one, and, and these are these are things that just immediately occur to me uh, to express emotion that happened or didn't happen to you. I mean, uh, uh, tell a story, real or fictional, tinker around with music or you just can't help but write music. Of course, none of these guarantee success, but uh, the, for expressing emotion, uh, you know, that's it's it's one of these things that I'm really trying uh, that I've never uh, gotten on board with that you can you can write a love song sure that's fine I've written sort of love songs companion songs and things like that but none as gushy as most songs that are recorded uh, and and become hits and and it's just because the emotion is over the top the the uh, commitment is unrealistic uh, and I just I just don't like writing them. I think they're I think they're dumb. I think that they're they're arcane. I think they they that songwriting should we're in the 21st century now. Songwriting should move into the 21st century and embrace other topics. Um also tell a story. I do that. I do that a lot. In fact, this song, this that somewhere in Antwerp tells a story and after action report tells the other side of that story. I love doing that. I 
I am good at writing about revenge. I am good at writing about hapless protagonists from, like, from Not Tonight, in the last episode. Hapless protagonists telling a story. And, and I try to be as neutral as possible, but sometimes opinion, opinion comes in. This, this song, the Somewhere in Antwerp, part one, completely neutral, completely first-person observation. And then uh, the After Action Report is the completely the first-person observation of someone else. Uh, anyhow, uh, tinker around with music. I do that a lot, too. I, I just got done, well, I'm almost done recording four blues albums that tinker around with the blues and make them into electronic tunes, uh, uh, a, a grand variety of electronic tunes. I, I, I absolutely love doing this. It started with Woke Up This Morning Variations from 2019, and it has continued with the Wow and the Pow Volumes 1 and 2, and uh, basically Blue Volumes 1 and 2. And I, who knows, I might do another electronic blues album somewhere down the line. But after I've I've gotten this, I've exercised all of this commitment to one thing. I tend not to want to go back to it. Do I want to do another double album about music, a la Kill the Music from 2015? No, I, I, I don't think I do. Uh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to do with the fact that it was so poorly received by everyone all around. Um, yeah, that kind of hurt, but uh, no, no, no. It, it's I said what I was going to say, and now I have other things to say about a variety of additional topics. So, um, and or you just, <laughs> the last one is you can't help it. And yeah, I'm kind of like that too. I'm one of these guys who sits down at a musical instrument, whether I can play it or not, and within five or ten minutes, I'm writing a tune on it. I I don't I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's not like oh I'm I'm the new Mozart. No, I just that's the way my brain is geared. It's to pick out tunes. It's to find chord progressions, just find melodies over that, to find bass lines under that, and to get a beat that ties everything together. And that is. That's pop music sensibility right there. I, like I say, writing music, pop music especially, is not an art. It's a craft. And uh, you don't and you don't even really write a pop song. You build one. And you, you take you know you, you, you take the melody, the accompaniment, the beat and the vibe. You just assemble that. You assemble that and you build it. And there's not, there's not that much else to it. And, and like I say, there's very, I've, I've said in the past, there's very little creativity in music. It's just problem solving. And of course, the first problem is I have no music and I want to write some. So you solve that. You have some music. And, and then your, your second, uh, your second problem is I have, this has to be in a form of something. So then you have you you make the form and that and and you just build on it from there. It's all problem solving. It's not there's not that much creativity, uh, and and also just in in the most most basic sense, writing music. 
you, uh, uh, you're all, everybody's working with the same 12 notes, 12 notes per octave. Uh, you don't use all of them, or sometimes you do. And also, uh, when you are, when you're writing music, you have four choices. And this is, this is the most basic. And we're not talking about timbre or harmony or anything like that. We're just talking about individual notes. I'm, I'm, I'm specifically talking about writing a melody. You can go up, you can go down, you can stay the same, or you don't play at all. Those are your four choices. And, you know, it has nothing to do with rhythm or anything like that. It's just where the notes fall. Up down same nothing so there you go quick lesson in songwriting um anyhow so i this is this tune is all about expanding my storytelling it comes from instant classics from 2012 which followed greater seattle and if there was an album that I had difficulty writing, it, w- it was this one, because here I had, I, it followed a concept album about Seattle that seemed, whose, it, its existence seemed destined. I, I, I knew after I wrote the first song that it would be an album, and I did not stop until it, everything was completed. Then I recorded it in, in kind of a so, somewhat non-compact way. I, I recorded in May, and mixed in June and mastered in July and and uh, released in later July. And, you know, it, 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 it got its fair share of attention, Greater Seattle did. I got a little spot on Evening Magazine, which was super fun. And the guy who is, who interviewed me and we did the piece with, I did the piece with, uh, Jim Dever, super nice guy, very, very nice guy. And he's still on Evening Magazine here in Seattle. And uh, wonderful guy. Really, really nice. Anyhow, I, uh, that, that got its uh, share of attention. But I thought, okay, I'm just going to do songs. And I did songs. Um, uh, and the last song in this album, I thought, I thought okay, I'm going to write something that has a story that's just like completely open-ended. And I wrote this song somewhere in Antwerp, and after I was done with it, I, I put the part one on it just to just to make people think that it was going to be continued. And after I was done with it, it was like, I, I'm going to write more tunes. I'm going to write more tunes. It's all going to be about this spy. Who, why do these guys try to kill him? What, what, what is going on here? And so the next album's uh, Unpopular Songs for Unpopular People, it has part two. The next one after that, Untitled Vanity Project, it's got part three. And actually, that is one of my favorite tunes of the whole series, of the whole Seven Hills series Neutralizer. And it is pure Eurodisco. And this is also Eurodisco. So what what is Eurodisco? Eurodisco is sort of a... a pulsing throbbing beat that has dramatic aspects to it oh that siren's going away yes you'll have to excuse me this is belltown seattle there are lots of sirens and if you hear people shouting at each other that's just happening down down under my window and sometimes you know there's 
road rage traffic. But now that we're we're still sheltering in place, um, there's a lot less of that. There's a lot less traffic, crazy people, and sirens. Under ordinary circumstances, you would be hearing all of those things constantly. They would just blend in the background. But getting back to uh, Eurodisco, uh, yeah, it has it has a sort of pulsing, bouncing bass line, uh, and uh, and some and some very dramatic sounding uh, lyric uh, uh, melodic lines, and and you know maybe some some dramatic. Uh, lyrics as well. Um, I think that probably the the capital of Eurodisco might be Germany. I was in Germany about the time when Eurodisco was very very big, and it, it I don't I don't write it very often, but I it's always kind of a it's a it's a tool in the drawer, and uh, uh, just like jazz is. I was once a jazz musician. That's a tool in the drawer. Uh, and I was once a once a garage band drummer, like real garage band, not you know the 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 music program for Mac. And I just it was it all of those things get plugged in uh, everywhere down the line. So what we have here is this was the beginning of a song cycle, which has since grown to a prelude of eight songs and two double albums. Uh, Unseen Hand from E Plus was the last of this album ending series. I would just, there were eight songs that I would just hang off the end of albums. And of course, all these tracks are available on Bandcamp uh, to stream as the playlist Seven Hills Begins. You can hear what what goes on there. And um, I am in the process right now of writing the next seven hills and this is difficult because there are this is it's been expanded there i hired voice actors for seven hills the paris raid so what we have is is characters i came up with characters other than me and other than my partner uh marta or um palatine second and i I'm going to have to kill off some characters. And I like a lot of them. I like a lot of them, even the bad ones. And I don't know who to kill. Uh, and and I had I had voice actors uh, last time that were so great that I'm going to bring them back in other roles. Um, uh, one of them, Alice Bridgeforth, she plays the British MOD lady, Ministry of Defense spokes lady. And she is so good. Oh my lord, uh, she is she's so good in this. And um, and then the woman who played uh, Lucretia, she's got to come back. And oh my god, she Rebecca Rogers, yeah. And and uh, you know and and Ryan Leva, the uh, engineer, uh, my engineer. Uh, he's, we've we've kind of got this down, and so. Who knows, it might be a double album, it might not be, but I, I feel the need to tell the story further. And and I admit that after Seven Hills Blackout, I was a little stuck. And I and and the only the only solution is kind of like an Empire Strikes Back like situation where where you take it on the chin. Uh, you you shed characters, uh, they die, and you have to move on and you have to make do without them. But 
I'm getting ahead of myself here. I want to present to you the first song in the Seven Hills Saga, Somewhere in Antwerp Part 1. Yours truly on electronics and vocals. Johnny Sankster was the engineer. John McCaig mastered it. Here you go.
looking up. We meet again, she says. We've never met, I tell her. She's beautiful, so I'd remember. She says something to the driver in Portuguese and then turns to me. We'll have to get reacquainted then. Before I can figure out what she means by that, I feel the needle in my shoulder. I'm sorry about this, she says. I reach for my gun, but then everything goes black as the night and the car. Ooh, intriguing. Taken down by a woman of mystery. Okay, so the action has been established, but what has really happened? So, as I said, in 2012, I was fine with leaving it as a mystery. Uh, that was just sort of like, oh, I'm just going to toss that out here. But no, as it soon turned out from after I released Instant Classics, nobody was listening. Nobody cared. So I just figured I'd, I'd extend the story until somebody did. And now I'm here we are in 2020. I just released the, the, the second double album from Seven Hills uh, last year. And... Just still nobody cares. It's it's okay. I'm I'm enjoying telling the story. I really am. Uh, it's fine. And uh, so what what changed? What made me want to expand this? What I I did eight tunes, which was basically me, and then uh, there were some. Uh, some tunes featuring Adriana Giordano as Marta slash Palatine second. And I, I just, I felt that there needed to be a, a very large expansion to this. And so I hired people and, and I, it's been, it's been really great to make. There have been trials, there have been errors and, uh, we have gotten much better at making these albums. And, and when I say we, I would say Ryan Leva and I. Uh, he's he's done it. He's a music engineer, musician, producer, and let's not forget this, a kick-ass guitarist and performer and also a, a, a fine singer. Let's, uh, let's not leave that out either. And but uh, in engineering, this was a ch a challenge, um, especially the first one, the, the Paris raid. But I felt I really, really felt the need to to expand this and to have characters come out at you. And I am, like I said, I'm going to have to kill off some characters, but I'm also going to give some other characters their their own, hopefully, uh, stage to be themselves. And I'm not going to, uh, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, so now we have the follow-up. This is, this is from Seven Hills of Paris Raid. It's on the second disc. It is not really part of the story. It refers to something in the past. And that's what I do. What I've, I've found is that the action becomes more vivid when it's described by another character that it when you have especially if you have two people talking about it in instead of just my character saying and then this happened and then that happened and then this other thing happened that i i, I found that there's a limit to that sort of thing that 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 way of describing things because there's not there's not a lot of drama in it there's not a lot of tension there's not there it what i thought was 
how do I describe the events that happened somewhere in Amsterdam, or sorry, somewhere in Antwerp? Part one, from the guys who were on the other side, from the guys who were shooting at me. Who were they? Why were they doing this? And that is After Action Report. It's a little bit long. It uses the same music from the, as, as I used in Somewhere in Antwerp. It's, it, it is the same music. I just made it longer so that the story could be told. And of course, the heart of this is a, is the, uh, a patch called, it's an animated patch called Mino from the Native Instruments synth module Massive. And that is, that's the thing that kind of has that boom, boots, sort of slowed down boots and pants. Uh, and it, it has its own snare. And I, I modified it so it doesn't have a snare. So it's a pulse at times. And it, that's a lot of times, like I said, tinkering around with music. You hear something like that. And for me, a lot of times, I wouldn't say all the time, I would say 40 to 50% of the time, I hear a patch, I hear a single note, and I think, that's a, that's a tune right there. That is going to become a tune. And it might not become one next album, or the album after that, or the album after that. And, you know, funny thing, album 21, I, you, I was using stuff that I wrote seven or eight years ago. I couldn't figure out how to make it into, into a song, put it on an album, until now. Uh, Not Tonight, which was episode six, I believe. Or, no, no, it was episode five. It was, it was the previous episode, the one from album seven. That was, I wrote that in 2009. I wrote that song start in 2009. It was one of the first dozen that I wrote. And now I'm up to about, I don't know, 1,100 uh, it, it doesn't mean that, the, that some of them are just awful. It's a kind of like some, something woke me up in the middle of the night and I, I, it stayed with me. I got up and wrote it in the morning and it has it makes no sense at all. Or, you know, just there's this little tune in my head and it's like, oh, let's there, there it is. Okay. So I just write down the melody. And most of those things get, I just listen to them and, and you know, they're four bars long. And you just go, ah, no, no, no. But um this Mino patch, I heard it, and I heard a tune. I didn't know it was going to be about spies. I didn't know that it was going to be about attempted assassinations. All I knew is that it could make a good sound for a tune. And then it grew out of that. And I found other stuff that that sounded kind of... Well... Here's here was the challenge in this in writing the song. It had to be it had to be sort of upfront and pulsy, but also cavernous too. It have this air of mystery about it, and I I I I think that was achieved. And now in its return, it is it works as background music. It works to highlight the tension because it's just there's no singing in this. It's just uh, it's just narration. And so here uh, is the after action report from 2019, sorry, 2018's um, Seven Hills, the Paris Raid. Uh, We have uh, me on 
Electronics. James Lyle is Contractor 71. He's the guy who does all the talking. Ryan Leva, uh, he recorded and mixed it. And our good friend Ed Brooks at Resonant Mastering mastered it. This is After Action Report. After Action Report, Team Blue 3, Contractor 71. Benelux Region, Top Secret, Eyes Only. We received the termination request for James Santiago earlier in the day. At the time, most elements of Team Blue 3 were in Amsterdam. After authentication of the order, we assembled in Antwerp. At this point, I should mention the highly unusual nature of the order. As a CIA operations squad, it is distressing to have to move against one of our own, even if they are just a contract analyst. Team Blue 3 was made up of contractors, too. In addition, the target was an American citizen, which caused some discussion. But eventually, the wisdom of those in command was accepted, and we confirmed active status. All clothing and equipment was obtained without incident at Location 52, a CIA property in Western Antwerp. It is worth noting that the available firearms were left in exceptional condition by the previous team. Once equipped and outfitted, we tested our comms and awaited further details. There was no additional discussion pertaining to the legality of our orders. Due to some connectivity issues, status updates were infrequent. When we finally were informed that the target was on the move, it was nearly midnight. His destination was near the Park van Merksam, some distance from location 52. In the provided vehicle, a white van, we made our way to the area directly, but discreetly. It had been our original plan to ambush the target as he arrived, but since he preceded us, that was no longer an option. When we reached the area, he appeared to be waiting. Several different tactics were discussed, including a straightforward drive-by scenario, but it was finally decided to park, deploy, and advance in a two-man squad formation with sniper anchor. That is what we judged best for the situation at hand. Please be aware that the mood among the five of us was calm and professional. We had all been in similar situations during previous operations. The conditions on the ground were ideal. The weather was favorable, night vision was not necessary, and the area was clear of interference from Belgian civilians. But because of the target's relative position, the sniper and team leader was having difficulty lining up his shot. While he shifted and realigned, a car with a single occupant arrived on the scene and stopped a short distance from the target. We quietly advanced about 50 meters down the street and held while team leader continued to struggle with his shot. It was finally decided that this would be a flush operation and that the target's contact in the car should be treated as collateral. This tactic was likely to get the target into the open where he would be exposed to fire from the entire team. To better achieve this effect, it was determined that this would be a loud operation. We removed our silencers and waited for team leader to begin. Team leader fired two shots at the occupant of the vehicle, killing him instantly. This action did not achieve the desired effect. Instead of running, the target sought cover and returned fire with a small caliber pistol, wounding Contractor 14 in the lower leg and preventing us from advancing. His defense from cover was remarkable. <laughs> 
He managed to hold us off long enough to escape into the park. By the time we realized this, it was too late. He was already gone. The mission was a failure. The police response was slightly quicker than expected. We returned to our vehicle, assisting Contractor 14, whose wounds were not life-threatening. Once underway, we tended to him and discussed what had gone wrong with the operation. There was no indication that we were being followed. We did not see her until her vehicle cut us off. It happened quickly. A dark-haired woman emerged from the back seat and moved with speed and precision against us, killing both front seat occupants, my fellow contractors, my brothers, with headshots. She had opened the side door before any of us had a chance to react. She wounded me in both arms prior to executing the two remaining Blue 3 members. It is difficult to reckon, but in my estimate, the entire encounter lasted less than 10 seconds. I felt sure I would experience the same end as the rest of my team, but instead, she spoke to me. We are Seven Hills. Give up this fight. Tell them that. She spared me to deliver that message. I managed to send a distress signal to the CIA hub before passing out from blood loss. Now that I've recovered and been debriefed, please consider this my resignation from all future operations. It has been an honor serving my country, but if this is the caliber of opponent we are going to be facing, then I want out. End of report. So now you know the rest of the story. That's what really happened. Except that it didn't because I made it all up. So let me ask you, is this what you would normally hear? Is this something that, is this experience somehow singular or unique? Does it simply weird you out? Do you just think this is weird and this doesn't belong being, this shouldn't be made? I mean, that's for you to answer. Um, my mission is to write music that isn't ordinary. As I've stated before, regular pop music is boring. I hope that this isn't. This is telling a story. This is fleshing out details. Okay, I, I will admit that this does, is not like, uh, doesn't play upon the heartstrings. Although I do have to say that James Lyle is a super good voice actor. And when he talks about his fictional comrades getting killed, there's a little, there's a little catch in, in, you know, in my throat. I kind of, yeah, I just kind of, I think he does that really well. And uh, he also played um, uh, Viminal, one of the one of the Seven Hills operatives, and uh, and Capitoline. And uh, so if you if you listen to Paris Raid, you will hear him in a variety of roles, and he's very good in all of them. And uh, I. After that session, I told everybody, don't leave town. And what did everybody do? I left town. Uh, but uh, I can get most of them back. Um, James James moved, I don't know where, but, but he's forever preserved in in the amber of of uh, digital recording here. And uh, and I'm very glad that he was on this album. And I and once again, I hope that you find this interesting 
I'm betting that some people will find this interesting. It's just that nobody knows about my music because I haven't had a marketing budget. I've only had a recording budget. And this is what happens. They, I think, you know, my, my efforts are getting more and more prolific and or profligate and, and grandiose because nobody's listening to me. It's a, it's a form of freedom. I, f- I feel that, that, you know, I'm free to pretty much express whatever I want and not say, oh, you know, I think my legions of fans are going to like this and my legions of fans aren't going to. Hey, hey, I, I, it, since I have no legions of fans, I'm hoping that something is going to catch somebody's ear. And once they do, they'll find that there's a lot to get through here and a lot of stuff that's, that's worth listening to. But anyhow, I am now... I've kept you long enough. I, I, I just want to let you know that I am, I'm in the preliminary stages of writing a new Seven Hills album, and, um, and I am just kind of very, kind of creeping through all the possible scenarios that that, that can happen, and uh, hope something comes out of it. If it doesn't, then I'll you know wait another year. I've got other musical projects that I want to do, and uh, I like I've said I'm planning preliminarily to do three albums next year after this year's six and i want i I want seven hills to be part of that but if it doesn't work out i can just walk around with it in my head Uh, nobody is demanding that i give them another seven hills album but it's worth listening to it's it's four hours worth of material so far and it's going to be more so if that's what you're into, then then let me know. You can reach me at longboatpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to stream anything from me that's been released so far, I've got a release coming up in April, The Wild and the Pow, or at the end of this month, and end of April, The Wild and the Pow Part 1. Uh, which is going to, it's really, I had a lot of fun uh, making that. And you recorded in February before Sheltering in Place and also basically Blue, which is coming out in June. But you can, you can listen to just about any Longboat album. To your heart's content at Bandcamp, uh, just do a search for Longboat. And uh, I hope you... I hope you like something there. And if there is a, a, a song that we haven't covered and you want me to uh, give it a give it the, the a, a closer look and comment about it, uh, just let me know. Just just drop me a line. And um, and also, if you just want to, if you just want to drop me a line, that's fine too. So for this session. For this episode, uh, I am Igor, your host, moderator, and only permanent member of the band Longboat. And remember, if you don't like this tune, if you don't like these tunes, I have others. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye. <laughs>